0: Hey, it's Paul Woods, I'm the author of Year of the Rocket and Bouncing Back from National Joke to Grey Cup Champs, both books about the Toronto Argonauts, and you are listening to Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters, with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams.
1: Of the year it is great cup week. The great cup festival is on in Regina, and I look forward to getting into that and more with someone who's been to Regina a number of times this year. Mr. Justin Williams, how you doing? Oh, living the dream! How about yourself? Better now that you're here because your Toronto Argonauts have made it, so we'll have to talk a little bit about that. But we have a, a resident of Regina, Saskatchewan, who will be a part of the festival activities, and the game itself. It is friend of the show, radio personality, play-by-play commentator, and all-around champion, Daniela Ponticelli. (laughs) Daniela, how are you doing?
0: Well, that intro has me fired right up. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I'm doing great, by the way. This is the week. This is just everything personally that I've been working for uh, in terms of with the team and with the Great Cup Festival itself, just to get here and be part of it. It's... uh, going to be electric I'm so excited
1: absolutely and Sunday can't come soon enough for <laughs> not only yourself and and the, and the good people of Regina but also for the fans of Winnipeg and Toronto uh, what's the weather looking like for the big day
0: great question I'm just gonna take a beat and just check real quickly because I didn't have that so one second I will pick it up from there
1: I'm guessing it's on a scale of cold to very
0: cold so right now and admittedly this podcast will air a little bit after we've had this discussion but right now it's showing sunshine and minus four which is great news because i, I mean i work the cjfl championship uh, the canadian bowl just last saturday also at mosaic stadium and it was minus 16 with a minus 24 wind chill i use that sort of as my gray cup test is okay if what is what i'm wearing today on the sidelines going to be good enough to hold up for the Grey cup and so to hear sunny and minus four well that's a huge improvement um and so you can just hope that it means uh just great things, and hopefully that also means it won't be too windy. I think if we can avoid the wind, I'll I'll even take a minus 10, minus 12 situation if there's no wind. (laughs) But that's also like almost impossible at Mosaic Stadium where the wind blows quite literally in every direction. It is known for being a swirling bowl, and when it comes to the kicking game, that is very important. And one of the things that I found interesting watching the West final was that Mark Leggio had difficulty kicking in Winnipeg, and it's not necessarily easier <laughs> at Mosaic Stadium. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Yes, well, I mean, Toronto have had their, their own special teams issues, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: it'll be an interesting game
2: nonetheless from that perspective. Hey, yeah, so I was actually at a uh, Riders game. I think I messaged you about that. It was the Riders versus the Elks.
0: Ah, uh, yes, yep.
2: Yep, and the Elks kind of came back the last, like, 30 seconds of that game and kind of uh, stole the show for the night. And it was a bummer. I was going to say, don't, re- of-
0: don't <laughs> remind me.
2: <laughs> I-, <laughs> I was so pumped. I got on the Jumbotron twice. <laughs> like
0: That is so cool. Yeah, and I've never
2: been on a jumbotron before, and it's easier to get on in Toronto because there's like five people in the stands. But then, like,
0: and you know what's cool? I love throwing this fact out. You were on the largest outdoor screen in Canada as well. Twice. So there you go. Yeah, twice. Yeah, not once, twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. So, what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with Grey Cup predictions, or do you want to start with Bo Levi Mitchell?
0: Ah, let's go to let's do Grey Cup. Let's stay in the family here.
2: All right. So as you know, my Argonauts are going to go up, up against the Tyrants, the Dynasty team, the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, personally, I'm not liking the odds, but also I'm a Toronto fan, so I'm used to heartbreak and heartbreak hotel. Um, what do you think the outcome will be? I'm thinking 40 nothing for Winnipeg.
0: Whew, Wow, you're really going for full heartbreak hotel there. I don't yes. think it's going to be that drastic of a point differential because. One of the great equalizers is just the big stage itself. And there's something magical happening for the Argos. And I'm not just saying that to placate you or anything like that. But there really is some magic there. I had them pegged as my Eastern pick because of the uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson factor. I always said, I'm like, you never know what who you're getting. And one of the greatest things is when you're an underdog and you're kind of always fighting with that hunger of, proving yourself you know you could stand a great chance the other side of it is the neutral site factor neither team having a home team advantage at mosaic that said my gosh winnipeg has had the upper hand at mosaic and played spoiler too many times in regina Mm -hmm. so i know i'm going on a long winded ramp but i'll just i'll never forget that very first game at mosaic stadium new mosaic in 2017 and I was there and it was just such an incredible game. It was against Winnipeg and it went to overtime and the Blue Bombers won and it was just, you know, it's kind of set that tone of like, oh goodness, this rivalry now is just like ramped up a notch. And so, you know, the fact that we've also lost to them just in in very close games on our home turf, even just this season, uh it's it, it, it stings a little bit. So to think of Winnipeg winning the Great Cup in Saskatchewan just kinda hurts on a on a rider fan level. But I think if I'm if I'm predicting with my head and if I were actually trying to place a bet here, I mean it's easy to go with the team that's done it before, a team that has proven it can wow, really take what's working and then keep at it their run game alone this past weekend and just the way that they were able to be relentless in that was something else yeah I oh by the way I don't know about uh, a point I don't I hate doing that (laughs) I hate like trying to predict points but I don't think it's going to be as big a blowout as a 40 nothing prediction I hope it's not I don't know if I would want to stay. I mean, you have to stay, I guess. It's the great cup. You have to stay till the end. Um, <laughs> but probably 35, 23. Let's just throw some numbers out 35. there. Yeah, yeah that's,
1: <laughs> that, that, that could be exciting. Yeah, I hear that. Now, as you say, you got to stay for the for the end. And you're also going to stay for halftime. So a of halftime course. show is yeah. going to be Tyler Hubbard, Jordan Davis, and Josh Ross is um is the city getting hyped for that?
0: it's so hard i i i was i was fortunate enough to be invited on a, on another podcast and they asked me the same thing and it's hard for me to have that perspective because I'm kind of in this bubble uh I work a little bit with the riders during the season I work a little bit with the gray cup team here locally and so for me, it's hard to say that out on the streets people are cheering the Grey Cup <laughs> halftime show. I think a lot of people have made their peace with it. I do think from, a, from an outsider's perspective that the league, and remember it is the league's decision, not the Grey Cup host committee, not the riders, not anybody, when they make that announcement, I think leaving it so late for whatever reason, and I'm assuming that there was a good reason for it being that delayed, but it certainly didn't help the attitude and the spirits. And I do remember the day that it was announced, it was just sort of bittersweet because I think everybody, you always want to elevate your city's opportunity to host the Grey Cup with just this wicked headliner, right? That's everybody in the world knows and everyone can get excited about. But I think the show is going to be fun no matter what, especially once you're there. Once you're there and in the moment, it's a blast, right? You're having a good time with all sorts of cfl fans it's going to be absolutely great but i do think it did take the wind out of the sails just a little bit especially combined with the fact that the riders didn't make the playoffs so locally there was a very that week was kind of a down slump Mm. here and i remember that the sort of general feeling and again if there's lots of people who don't really know these artists and then there's some people who do but it's it was an interesting Decision and all, I can say is I'm just glad that there is a halftime performer right. <laughs> because actually not one but three, <laughs> so it'll be a good time.
1: Good things come in threes.
0: Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs>
1: no, I I saw I think someone was having doing some funnies, but I saw a, someone put out the Wiggles as a potential halftime performer. <laughs> I personally think that's awesome. I might be biased, but I think in the future the CFL should definitely sing out to the wiggles and see if we can get them on in the future
0: how cool would it be to have the wiggles open right to have families who want to bring their kids who might not be able to stay the whole time if they do decide to go to the great cup i don't know it's there's so many things A part of it too that you have to consider is there are contractual agreements with certain record labels um at play. So it's not quite as simple as cast this wide net and everybody's up for grabs to play the Grey Cup. There's actually, there's some more logistics and hoops to it than than most people know. It's not quite the same process, obviously, as the Super Bowl, where you have people bidding Mm. to play for you. That would be the ultimate, right? That would be the coolest thing to actually have people bid and try to get in themselves and, and be that dominant headliner that gets all the attention and the promo and the press. I don't know if you guys ever watched the amazing Jennifer Lopez documentary about her halftime show at the Super Bowl. It was such a cool, like, behind-the-scenes insight into what goes into planning. Mm-hmm. Just this, this tight, tight, tight 15-minute concert that is, like, <laughs> it's got everything. And it's so cool. And, I mean, that would be the ultimate, right, at Grey Cup? The other side of it, though, is uh, it's always cold. You, you don't get the option of maybe being in Miami or maybe being in L.A. or maybe being in Vegas. <laughs> it's always cold. So
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That is a, that's something that, yeah. That,
2: that can't Although BC,
0: is. I guess BC in 2024, whoever gets to play that one, at least gets the benefit of being in a domed stadium. But it is still cold because people forget it's not heated. Mm. You know, it's not like you, you're like super cozy, can wear a t-shirt unless, well, there was someone in shorts at the CJFL championship last Saturday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where were they from? (laughs) Yukon or something? Alaska?
0: Saskatchewan.
1: Oh, wow. Nuts.
0: Nuts. I don't, it's just, it's a mindset. Like, it's people who are just unwilling to put on pants.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard of pants off Friday, but. In, in those conditions, no, i got to make positive life choices. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want to survive. That's the most important thing.
1: Ideally, yes. I want to see the end of the game.
2: <laughs> Any hoozles, yes. Speaking of seeing, I can't remember, you had a great lead in knee, and I totally dropped the ball on this one. Any hoozles. Back to uh, the VC Stadium for a quick second there. Yeah, I mean, Keith Urban played in, what was it? in the Winnipeg one right before the pandemic so that was a, a really high note mm-hmm. performer I was very surprised he's like yeah I'm a huge fan of CFL and I was like mm, there goes your NFL uh, halftime show contract <laughs> <laughs> maybe
0: <laughs> well that's well, it, great i love to see it mm-hmm.
2: it wasn't even like he was just throwing that out to be nice he was just like yeah man he's like there's more people in the field less downs you gotta do things quicker it's harder it's a better sport <laughs> I was like you're just digging yourself a hole with the NFL my dude Um, But anyways, so going over now to Hamilton, switching things just a little bit there. What do you think and what is your take on the Bo Levi-Mitchell trade?
0: Well, first of all, they traded for his rights. So this does not mean it's the end of the road for Bo. I am not entirely surprised that he is going somewhere in the East. I had heard whispers of that from people I trust and know. Uh, Not necessarily a specific team, but just that the East is calling And it's one of those things too, where a change of scenery (laughs) might be good for you, like a real change of scenery. The other side is you've got a team in Hamilton, they're hosting the Grey Cup next year. They had a chance to host last year. I'm glad they were given the 2023 hosting opportunity too, because really last year was not a full Grey Cup, even just looking at photos and videos from the events. Everything was small, people were in masks. It was so different because of COVID. So I'm glad that they have that opportunity. They're a hungry team. They are a solid team with a really good chance of getting to the Grey Cup. It depends what Bo's priorities are. I know he's got a family as well to take care of. So a lot of it is that. Um, So I guess good for Hamilton. I don't feel fully convinced that that's where he's going to end up though. I think Hamilton could maybe leverage that for something even better if that's what they need to, to bolster their team, but their team's looking pretty good right now, you know, and, and if you want to compare it to the riders, of course, that's where a lot of the discussion has been. Bo coming here. I would, first of all, I would personally love to see him here. I want a veteran quarterback who can be in green and white. I don't care if it's one season, but just to, get things going and like, because just being around that kind of presence and learning from that, hopefully your quarterbacking room elevates right overall. Right now our quarterbacking room is just way too young. And that's, I'm taking Fajardo out of the picture with that comment. Uh, it's way too young. It's, it's way too new. I mean, we saw that in in some of the decision-making that happened on the field. Yes. The O-line collapsed far too often and didn't maybe not collapse, the pocket collapse, but the O-line itself was hit and miss all season long. So where I'm going with this is it would be amazing to have Bo Levi Mitchell in Saskatchewan. I know that he will physically be in the province next week for <laughs> Great Cup Festival. Or this week. I say next week it's this week <laughs> for oh, yeah. Great Cup Festival. But yeah, I, I it was shocking news, but not that's surprising I suppose once it really settled and here's hoping that he doesn't stay there and somehow some way the riders get him but the other side of that is I don't hate that he's in the east I prefer that he goes to obviously another eastern team and I mean he can't really go anywhere else in the west I just thought of that right you're not going to go to Edmonton and if you're not choosing Saskatchewan everyone else is locked up so kind of is your only choice and uh I think it makes sense. It makes sense to to be with with the Tiger Cats if you're Bo Levi.
2: It does when you break it down like that. But I have a proposition for you. How about Toronto gets Bo Levi Mitchell. (laughs) Okay. We give you uh, our QB, good old um, McLeod Bethel-Thompson.
0: No. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) And then
2: Saskatchewan gives us like three wide receivers because that's what we're missing we're not even gonna be picky we'll just take three.
0: no because I'm so scared that you guys are gonna take key Schaefer Baker even though he made great comments about wanting to play forever in Saskatchewan and he loves it here he's you know he's a an Ontario kid played for the Guelph Griffins and but I don't I don't want to give away Kean Schaefer Baker I think that would be the the scariest thing and I said no I shouldn't say no it's just that McLeod Bethel Thompson isn't hopefully change my mind. Hopefully win that great cup with Toronto. But then if he, if he wins the great cup, like what happens then, Justin, like, is that still something you want to do and get rid of? I'm, I'm at a loss for what, what to make of that, because I don't know if I want to take Bethel Thompson. I just don't. Mm, uh. <laughs> I, I want the best.
2: <laughs> I mean, I know you do. I know you do, but you might be calling Toronto home at some point in life. So <laughs> I'm just saying, we swap him. I know.
0: I know. You okay, head out
2: okay. here; it's a good time. Now you're an Argos <laughs> fan. You're like, you know what, that Justin kid, he's freezing, but he's oh, he was right. He was right.
0: I can't fully let go of my Ryder fandom, but sure. Okay, I'm. I feel very much not professional in having you know a very composed chat right now. But th- there's a lot of ways this could play. Put it this way, I'll I'll take Bethel Thompson over at the option of no one. (laughs) Um, I did have some people reach out and ask, so what do you think about Fajardo staying in Regina? And it's like, well, hey, that's not off the table. You know, Fajardo is a free agent. And I was personally surprised when he was the one who made the comments that kind of distanced himself from the club when he did, kind of really set the tone. Like, I understand that you weren't the starter in the last two regular season games, but to make those comments really, I think he put himself you know, distance himself there. But I believe it was on this podcast, I said I didn't see him and Jason Moss returning to the club together. No, Jason Moss is out of the picture
2: Mm -hmm.
0: for the writers. So is it conceivable that if options run out, that Fajardo stays and we try again and we see how it goes? It's a scary proposition either side for... I think the people at, at, in the club, within the club, who really want to come across like they've listened to people and they, they're trying to make meaningful change. But yeah, I, I, I'm very torn with the whole Fajardo thing, by the way, because, you know, people will ask, do you think he can win a championship? I'm like, that's hard to say. I mean, do that's like anybody who's, who's faced adversity and had bad games and maybe had a bad season. One bad season does not define you. But it is a gamble now to see whether that pattern continues.
2: Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I feel like Fajardo. I think if, if anything, he's going to stay for like the first half of the season, and then kind of pull a Ronaldo and get himself kicked out of the club.
0: <laughs> uh, <that'd be laughs> you cool. just want more drama. One of actually, that's hilarious. Okay, I laughed. But one of the biggest things, one of the biggest things on my wish list for the Riders next year is less drama. So if they're going to have one scandal, okay whatever but they can't do what they did this year where it was one thing after the next and some of that was in their control some of it wasn't you know things like it's not a scandal but them having a covid game at touchdown atlantic or the week i guess coming back from touchdown atlantic uh, the helmet incident at Touchdown Atlantic, all of those things. And I bring that up because you're an Argos fan. And I really do think that played a considerable role in the fact that the Argos swept us. Not taking away from the talent and the skill on the Argos, but a sweep. It, it hadn't happened since, what, 91? Mm. So, <laughs> That shows you something, right? That shows you that there's that there were other things going on, and you know the flip side of it is that the Riders, as a collective, just could never really get in the groove. There was just something after that Ottawa game where the Garrett Marino incident happened. It, oof, I just remember that. I remember that energy shifting within the game, and then after that game, and then we didn't get a home win since
2: yeah just kind of touch on that home game thing uh when you guys were up at the the elks game there mm-hmm. it was fun like the atmosphere was amazing everybody it was it's an an environment i haven't felt in a while because leafs tickets are expensive so <laughs> it's, it's really yeah. hard to get a collective group of people yeah. of sports fans cheering train the same team and being like wow this is this is what mm-hmm. fandom feels like i like i have a rough riders jersey in my closet now Mm -hmm. and unsigned which has to get changed but
0: regardless
2: (laughs) but as soon as the elks kind of took over in the last last little bit there like you felt that i was like oh my like it was it was rough
0: yeah it's an interesting and i and i never want to comment on the fan base as a whole because obviously there's so many different fans that make up the collective but that is something that Saskatchewan fans are so passionate that they're also so hard on their team. And trust me, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I'm not saying don't be hard on your team. Don't have high expectations, but it's like, as soon as you make a mistake, (laughs) you you can, (laughs) you can hear the silence, you know, it's, it's, it's very, it's very intense. And then obviously as the season progressed and the team wasn't putting together back to back to back wins, then, the hostile environment ended up being their home stadium. And that's kind of, it's sad, because you always want the stadium to be that friendly, safe, supportive place for the team to, you know, maybe try to rally back from a deficit or take a loss, but know that, you know, the crowd is still cheering for them. And there are fans that do that. I am not blanketing them, but I did notice a shift and... uh, I, yeah, hopefully people don't come, come after me for that, but I was at every single game and I, where the players stand on the sideline and I can hear, right? Like that, it, it, you get that big surround sound from the bowl kind of down on the field and you can hear when people are up and excited and energetic, and then you can feel when they're not, it's very noticeable.
2: You are a thousand percent correct. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's, um, that's very insightful by the way, I, I, didn't,
2: I didn't think about that. Um. <laughs> Are you ready to stay fit this winter? Get off the couch with Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Sign up now to their mobility and movement program. Use the code PSP15 to get 15% off the one-time purchase of the program.
1: Then it's yours forever. No additional subscriptions or fees. The program is available worldwide. Now, back to the show. I've got to ask Daniela, it's a Grey Cup Festival week. Take us through your experiences a media personality. What, I know there's a few events going on in and around this city, but what will you be taking part in as we lead up to Grey Cup Day on Sunday?
0: So how many hours do you have? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we got
1: a little bit of time.
0: <laughs> I feel so social. It's crazy. I, t- I told my mom, I'm like, I have a full dance card. <laughs> no, okay. Jokes aside, it's a really, really cool event. Um, again, I'm not sure when this will air, but a lot of the actual going out and about stuff will will kick off for me Wednesday. And that's when the festival site in Regina opens up. So during the day... Uh, I will be joining other members of the media for a full festival site tour that will all be online. I'll try my best to, like, showcase it as I go. But I'm also collecting video and photo for the festival t- content team overall. It's a small but mighty crew. And uh, and that's super important, right, just to have different uh, different images of what the festival site looks like and and all of that for many, many, many years to come so that's wednesday during the day then i'm gonna hop on over to the airport welcome a bunch of our eastern cfl fans that's more just a me personally doing that because i have some friends coming in from toronto in fact that flight apparently is just packed full of argos tie cats etc fans so i'm super pumped about that uh gotta love it then the official kickoff is Wednesday five o'clock at the festival site and one thing to I say festival site like everyone knows what I'm talking about but one of the coolest things about this gray cup festival is the first time everything is quote on one footprint basically everything is in one place in the biggest and best way so you've got this entire outdoor street festival that will be set up and then in the buildings beside it, in the interconnected Everaz place. You've got all of your indoor activities, including, uh, well, not quite on that site, but just next door, all the team party rooms, mm. which is a lot of fun, a lot of fun. I think some of the only things not happening on the festival site are, um, well, is really the big CFL awards, which I'm super excited to attend. Uh, that's Thursday night. And so then we'll we'll find out as the, everyone else does, you know who who your mop is and coach of the year, all of that good stuff. So that'll be a blast. Um, the riders do have one player nominated for you know the special outstanding award nominations. That's Mario Alford mm. uh, for special teams, um, but also Dan Clark. He's nominated for that great community. I'm blanking on the name of it, but basically it's the award for someone who's just made such a big difference in their community and also as a teammate. And I don't think there's anyone more deserving than Dan Clark for that role because even when he was rehabbing his broken leg and shifted ankle for 15 weeks, pretty much he... um, he was able to make a difference and still go out into the community. And he also really helped his other teammates who were also going through physical rehab, trying to stay mentally focused and all of that. So I wish him all the best. Uh, So the CFL awards are Thursday. As I mentioned, Wednesday is the big kickoff. Grey Cup is actually making the run all the way from Saskatoon. It's being driven down Highway 11 um, and it's coming to Regina Wednesday. Thursday is busy 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 like if you're on this if you're at the site everything is kicking off you've got the one of the coolest things I just I just want to talk about this because I think it's amazing is the digital aspect of it because Regina really hedged its bets on making a bid really focused on technology and youth which is a big pillar for the league smart right um, if anyone's listening would love a CFL video game at some point, but <laughs> yes. they're, they're trying we need to, that. we do, we need that exposure. That's also like good money, but uh, it takes a lot of investments. So here's hoping, but what we, what's so cool is they have, for example, one of the areas is the digital zone and it's this massive, like trade center space where there's going to be a Arcade augmented reality photo booths where you can snap pictures with your favorite CFL players. Uh, it's going to have robots that you can control. It's going to have virtual reality dodgeball. It's, <laughs> it's going to have 3D printing demos. It's going it, There's so much. Like, I'm just skimming the surface. But it's going to have all of that. And it's all free. The amount of free stuff at this festival. This is also the first festival ever in Grey Cup history that... Uh, We'll have free shuttle rides to and from the site, to downtown, to your hotel, all of that, uh, which is super cool. Super, super cool. So, you you know, people, there have been discussions about things being expensive. Some of the ticketed events are, you know, there's no way to slice that. It all depends what your budget is, how, you know, where you're at with things. But some of them are like the luxurious events like the CFL Awards or maybe the Canadiana Gala. I always think that if that's something that matters to you or something you want to experience, you know, try one ticketed event and then still enjoy all this free stuff or maybe, you know, do the team party party passes. Uh, really the best benefit is the three nights for $104 because each night is 50 bucks if you go separately. So yeah. there's a lot to do. I'm, like I said, skimming the surface. Friday is a big one for fans of the league. If you're a football fanatic, I'm really looking forward to the state of the league, the fan address by CFL uh, Commissioner Randy Ambrose. It'll be interesting to see how he handles questions from Rider Nation because it is open to fans to do a Q&A and they don't hold back. As I know, hosting a post game <laughs> show, they don't hold back, and they have really thoughtful questions about the league, and they deeply care about the league. It not it isn't just about Rider Nation. The other side is I, I know there's a lot of Eastern fans, for example, that have concerns about you know how do how do we help our our players or how do we retain our players if people don't want to live in say Montreal or Toronto because of rent. You know what? Where is the league going with those very tangible? concerns that have nothing to do with, say, <clears throat> I don't know, genius sports. Right. <laughs> you, you've got to you've got to address those parts. I know Ambrosi's very thrilled and always excited to talk about genius sports. And I'm looking forward to what he has to say about what they're expecting out of genius in 2023. Uh,
1: we'll see. Hey, i got a question now, now that you brought it up, because I know that the Atlantic seems to be the next Cab off the rank in terms of franchises in the CFL, but here's one that's out of the box. I don't know if it's been talked about in the past. It's a little bit of a nod to the past, but looking ahead to the future, and it's a market that doesn't get much love. Why doesn't the CFL consider Alaska for (laughs) a future team? They're crying out for prospects. I saw that.
0: Yeah, I saw that too. I am so here for someone or some people taking ownership and doing something out of the box. Because to me, that is what it's going to take. It's going to take genuinely innovative thinking and I'm stealing a line, it's a a little bit, you know, when people talk about sports marketing and all these cool ideas and synergies. What you really need is something out of the box and simple and to me, Picking a location that you know is going to have a dedicated fan base and a fan base that is is dedicated maybe solely by geography, mm-hmm. hint, in Saskatchewan, okay, that's yeah. not a bad thing because I, I am so proud. I know I'm not the only one of the fact that Saskatchewan has a CFL team, not because they don't have the football love, they do and like, oh my gosh, our amateur programs this year have been just mind blowing. Like we had two U sports teams at the top of their conference and we had, uh, and we have one going to the UTech bowl actually this weekend. And then uh, hopefully making another Vanier cup appearance, shout out to the university of Saskatchewan Huskies uh, and then also CJFL teams that are just at the top of their game. Where I'm going with this is we still have a, a provincial population. That's very Small and yet we are able to at least draw in min- like around 25,000 mm. at least each home game. It's not true sellouts, it's not quite 33,000. Uh, and also to put in perspective, 33,000 is the entire population of Moose Jaw. So you have to, and that's one of our you know bigger cities, not our biggest, but one of our bigger cities. So you have to consider that, too. Are you are you displacing an entire city every time <laughs> every time you're coming to the uh, the stadium? And so you're, you're drawing big numbers and you're drawing big numbers from a fan base, too, that is very agriculture based. You have people who can't go to games because they're seeding and then they're harvesting. So it's not possible at certain times to draw those kinds of crowds. Uh, And then of course, days of the week matter too because you get a Thursday game, it's so much harder for people to make the four hour drive from just north of Saskatoon down to the game or whatever. Uh, So Alaska, gosh, I'm long winded. What I'm here to say is I'm all for wild ideas because they don't have to be wild. They can be meaningful, but you have to have someone who is willing I say someone but really it can be an entity or a group of people that's willing to invest and and find a way and of course i've seen the talk about oh travel's really hard yep that is true travel is a huge consideration it's a huge consideration no matter what team you're on you're going to need to make sure that you have the funds to charter flights and get people mm-hmm. in and out but your local fan base is what it's going to have to drive every single home game opportunity.
1: Yep. Alright, I'm um, good. I've got that means I've got another supporter, so How Halifax, Anchorage or Alaska. And then let's do the Caribbean. Let let's have a team that plays <laughs> across the Caribbean. Hey, that would solve the problem of holding the Grey Cup in a warmer climate. But um <laughs> I think the league is ready for twelve teams. I I, I think the potential is there, but there's just a few steps that need to be taken to get there. That's all uh,
0: the league is um, it, but it will be interesting. And perhaps this is only really a discussion that can be had in a meaningful way with with a change with a change in leadership.
1: Hey, I'm ready. Sign me up.. Me. <laughs> yeah. like leadership of yeah, leadership
0: get- of the league, I mean. So, yeah. (laughs) So, but truthfully, it'd be so great. Not that it, oh, Canadian product has to stay in Canada. Of course, this league has expanded to the States in the past, brought in some really great talent that way. But one of the things that would be great with the Atlantic Canada proposal is that coast to coast feel, right? That really bringing together everyone from across this country and not just stopping in Montreal yeah and also i just love the maritimes again though it's the travel factor is one part of it but i mean you could say that about anything i'm just thinking about those dreaded games when halifax would have to go play bc (laughs) or vice versa right like that's that's a long like that's a a long track for sure
1: i guess if they did something like a road trip maybe they play saskatchewan one week and then Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa you're now putting way too much on the scheduler's plate how dare you think logically about a flow <laughs> to the season and making <laughs> sense how dare you <laughs> oh common
1: sense it's not common
0: I mean you have to remember Toronto played Hamilton four times this season Yes, it was exciting, but that's four times this season. Regina didn't even, or Saskatchewan didn't even get out to Ottawa once and hasn't been to Ottawa in the last two seasons. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. I don't get it.
1: Okay, that, that makes no sense whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I Okay, so, it, yeah, for a nine-team league, I, I don't know how they get to that. But anyway. Um, Sorry, can I jump into that real quick? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I feel like in me, nee, what we need to do is we need to apply to be schedulers at uh, CFO, and <laughs> then we'll work our way up to president. I'll be VP. You can do everything. You have the accent, so you'll sound more sophisticated. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And you'll be like, listen, we're going to like expand to two cold places and then a Caribbean place, like a very warm one. And then we'll have like, I don't know, I bet we can weasel Drake again with your accent Absolutely. into performing. <laughs> wow. And then all of a sudden is we're... It- uh,
1: XFL Drake and Rihanna reuniting no that's too far that's on Barbados I don't
2: think we can go to Barbados though
0: (laughs) I can't believe I'm witnessing just two masterminds at work this is incredible
2: you gotta get
1: Justin to Regina now you gotta get him in front of (laughs) Ambrose with these ideas
2: I would do media for Regina in a heartbeat from any sport like especially for the CPL the expansion that's happening down there oh my Mm
0: -hmm. god yeah it's exciting oh Also, the CBL expanding into Winnipeg. Sorry, talking about the ball. I was super excited about that.
2: Yeah, you know what? There's like a lot happening over in the in um, the West that's just kind of slept on here by the East. Like, essentially, if it's not in Ontario, we don't think it exists. Mm, Unfortunately, it it doesn't end up on TSN. (laughs) It doesn't end up. It's like TSN six and a half. Like, Mm. that's where it'll be. TSN extra, (laughs) (laughs) after hours.
1: Just before we let you go, uh, Danielle, yep. what, what else is happening out West? Just to tack on to this, what else is going on in in the world of sports in Saskatchewan that we should know about?
0: I can't believe I missed this opportunity to talk about the fact that at Grey Cup Festival, for the first time ever in the history of the festival, and this will be something that will likely be a legacy event, uh, meaning it'll continue on in the years to come, but eSports, they're actually hosting an eSports tournament, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. It's Friday and Saturday at the festival site. And what's cool about it, it's the largest esports prize pool in the history of Canadian esports. It's $50,000. The grand prize is $15,000. And then working backwards from there, the top 16 competitors will all get a slice. It's super cool. They're bringing in, obviously, lots of athletes from across the country. There's also some from the States, and then some from Japan, the UK. It's just such a cool thing and the whole idea is just to kind of bridge some gaps right bridge some divides and get people connected into the Grey cup festival experience even if they're not maybe football fans right it's just all about kind of connecting that so that's super cool wanted to shout that out it's called the path to glory tournament and that's huge 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 what else is happening out west well you know in regina i think a lot of the focus will Maybe shift even more now onto the Regina Pats. We still have the phenom, (laughs) Connor Bedard, in our midst, and we need to keep him here and enjoy his presence on the ice as long as we can have him. For those who don't know, he was the exceptional player that was brought in in at 15 years old, and he has lived up to that. He's lived up to the exceptional status in every way. And wouldn't you know, he's also named Connor. What is it with guys named Connor Mm and playing hockey? Like, what the heck? But honestly just a really good kid too just someone who's very um dialed in I think personally I feel like he's growing up so fast for someone who at the age of I guess 13 or 14 you're already thinking about where you're gonna go play and and the next steps and he's got so many sponsorships already like it's it's wild but super cool and I really hope that more and more people go check out the pats especially while they have them and also then continue to go to pats games like i'm super pumped about that i do get to do some of the broadcasts for the pats but then i'm also just going to go watch a game in the stands at the end of december which i'm super stoked about um what else what else oh saskatchewan rush Ah! (laughs) saskatchewan rush kick off their season i am so pumped about that it's going to be huge it's obviously based in saskatoon but one of the coolest things about the league The NLL right now is their expansion with the Vegas desert dogs, dun, 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 (laughs) which has brought such a huge renewal and interest to the NLL. In fact, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs. I wasn't there, I didn't sign the papers, but I heard that a lot of TSN's interest, shocker, in the league had to do with the fact that Gretzky and some of the other big names who are involved in the ownership of the Vegas team, Mm. just their involvement alone, right? It brings people into the into the mix so uh nll not all of their games are carried on tsn but some of them are carried uh, on their digital platforms and it's just super cool uh love that and then of course not really regina based, but i know there's a lot of soccer fans who are so hyped to get going with the world cup and there's a really cool local bar in the queen city called the lobby And they are the place to basically go watch soccer. And I love it. Like I went to go watch the Euros there and it's just jam packed with people all the time. And it's so cool. It's such a cool, diverse crowd because we just have so many people from all around the world that that call Regina home, even though we don't have a super big population. So it's just great. I'm I'm looking forward to that. And I like that that basically picks up right as Grey Cup. Ends. In fact, the 20th is the kickoff in Qatar. That's right,
1: so. when Qatar plays Ecuador. So you have to give us a prediction who is going to win
2: the 2022 Men's World Cup? Canada!
0: <laughs> I'm if going that happens, them.
2: the amount of babies that will be born nine months later.
0: <laughs> yes, and they'll all be named Alfonso.
2: Yep. Yes. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Alfonso, Jonathan,
0: Davis, what, what, what's, what's the girl version of Alfonso? Alfonso. There we go. That's but, okay. <laughs> no, no. In, in all honesty, like I wish I could give a really solid uh, prediction. So I'm just going to go with my heart's pick on this one because I truthfully have not been keeping up with soccer as much as I should have because it's been all football all the time down here so
1: yeah all right well, that's I love it looking forward to to Sunday and what it will bring um for Justin's sake hopefully the and for the city of Toronto hopefully the Argonauts win but history mm, will look back fondly if the Winnipeg Blue Bombers can win a third gray cup in a row and
0: and can I just say I also like the thing about this whole, game is the, the storylines are just out of this world when it comes to something as simple as Andrew Harris playing uh, for a third team in a gray cup. And he, you know, won with both the Lions and and Winnipeg, and now he's facing his old team. And you've got Ryan Dinwiddie who, gosh, that 07 gray cup, you can watch it in its entirety on YouTube for free. Whew, rough first CFL start is a Grey Cup game? Ryan Dinwiddie, come on. And so, and he was wearing, by the way, atrocious, one of the ugliest uniforms I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) That Winnipeg uniform from the 07 Grey Cup, I will put it on the record, I did not like it. You know, and, and that was heartbreak for them. Great for Saskatchewan Rough Riders, it was awesome. But it's one of those things where I kind of would love to see Ryan Didwitty with Toronto win in Saskatchewan against the Bombers. I just, there's something about (laughs) that whole trifecta that Mm. just makes me go, Ooh, I love that. I love that storyline.
1: Very poetic indeed. And
0: also I'm just someone I love to root for the underdog and like, as much as a dynasty is cool, It's kind of like when people show up and they're wearing Patriots gear and you're like, cool, yeah. I mean, it's great when you cheer for the (laughs) champ, like when you cheer for a dominant program or something that's Mm. clearly won tons of championships and whatever. But I say that and then like as soon as it's my team, I'm going to be like, no, they can win five in a (laughs) row for all I care.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. We've really enjoyed your time tonight and fun to have you on, Danielle. Is there anything else you wanted to share with our audience before we let you go?
0: (laughs) I love how I was like, oh, it's not going to take an hour. It totally took an hour. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no.
1: I, <laughs> I'm not, this time. We're happy. I look good.
0: Uh, let me think. Let me think. No, I don't know if there's anything right now. I guess the only thing I will say is, uh, you know, I appreciate coming on and chatting with you guys. And I've been able to connect with so many, so many cool football fans on my socials. Don't be shocked when I now transition over to hockey and talk hockey all the time because that's what's going to be happening. Um, I'm going to pick up some play-by-play again with the, the University of Saskatchewan Huskies Women's Program and that'll carry through to March and hopefully to another you know Nationals appearance as they did last year, but we'll see. Um, and then, yeah, I I guess 2023 will await with lots of excitement and promise because all of my work is season by season And so, you know, I just really celebrate it all and take it in with so much gratitude because you just never know what's going to happen next.
1: Right. Never know what's around the corner.
2: Speaking of around the corner, um, you're doing hockey games in December. I'm going to be in Saskatchewan in December from December 25th to um, January 2nd, I believe it is.
0: Sweet, 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 sweet.
2: We're going to a Pats game. So Okay, so
0: we're going to be at the same Pats game. Yeah, The December uh, 27th one, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, we're to cool. buy tickets very soon, actually. We're just kind of waiting to see if there's like a Black Friday kind of sale. Because <laughs> we're just like, eh, uh, why not? But uh, yeah, that's I already dope. I sent you a DM on Twitter, also with like okay. a funny little <laughs> skit about um, bagged milk, because apparently that's a shocker out there. <laughs> and yeah,
0: I know. And okay, so I grew up in. South Africa, and we had bagged milk, but we, yeah, we had bagged milk. So it was always—it's it, not weird to me. I totally oh, no. get it, and I don't mind it. And in fact, coming to Canada, and we like, and realizing, okay, there's two liter cartons. Like, is this that seems like a lot of milk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're like, that seems like a lot of milk to have in your fridge at once. But <laughs> now that's all I know. So
2: there you go. So when, when I. S- when you watch the video, you be like, ah, oh, yes, the bags. And send it to all your friends because I'm trying to get a lot of views. But anyways. Okay. <laughs> I will see so you. So, wait. Are
0: you, are you suggesting mm-hmm. that we all get tickets together? Because I think that would be pretty dope.
2: I'm a 1,000% down. Don't you play with me right now.
0: No, because that's the game. That's seriously the game that I was just – we were just my – boy, my, my boyfriend and I were just going to go to watch together.
1: Dope. So. Well, maybe mm-hmm. I'll make a trip too.
0: Dude, fifth fifth wheel, wheel, fifth wheel. Uh, hey. uh, uh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm so down Neat, please. Nee, I will buy your tickets.
1: Thanks for tuning into to the podcast.
2: For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com.
1: On our website you will find our sports blog, full podcast library access to our youtube channel and deals from our affiliate
2: partners you can also sign up to become a psp insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips sponsor giveaways and insider newsletter so don't miss out on the
1: full pro sports podcast's experience where no sport is left
2: behind